everybody. It's Rick and Rob. Welcome back to the Nomad Pastor Podcast. Glad you're here. It's good to be good to be together today. Oh, it is. It's very good. It's Good Friday. It's Good Friday. We're yeah. recording the second one today. Right? Yeah, yeah. But we're going to jump right back into the parables. Okay. And uh, we're going to talk about the salt and the light. Yep. Right. Do you want to read it? Yeah, I'll read it. Yeah. So this comes from Matthew chapter five, verses thirteen through sixteen. Uh, you are salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Mm. So I think I'm going to need you to explain this to me. Okay, so let's jump right into this. You're the salt of the earth, but if salt lost its taste, how should its saltiness be restored? It can't. It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. I want to stop right there and do a little bit of an explanation here. Okay, good. So the roads, so let me back up even further than that. So salt had to be cultivated from the ocean or the seas around them that they had. That's right. So as they did that, um, salt used as two different things. It's used for a preservative, yep, and it's also used to season. Yes, right. When it is neither a, a, a seasoning or a preservative any longer, it's no good to anything. So it's paving material. It's literally they would literally make roads with it. Okay. So the pathway. We, we talked a, uh, a couple of weeks ago about the Good Samaritan. Yes. And that path from uh, to Jericho yeah. was probably paved with sea salt. Okay. That was old, right? Because it had no more saltiness. It, it had no more preservative qualities or any seasoning quality. Okay. So it's, it's, it's lost its saltiness. It's not any good anymore. Yeah, which makes sense. So that, that's why it says the only uh, it, it, it's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Here's the here here's the the turning point on it. Um, as salt of the earth, our options to be used as either a preservative or as a seasoning, right? Because we're the salt of the earth. That's right. For us to be, uh, for us to retain our saltiness. And I'm not talking about saltiness in a bad way, like I'm fixing to get salty on you. I'm that's not right, talking about right. that. What I'm talking about is to be involved with the word to show the gospel to others. Can you maintain your saltiness if you're not in the word? I don't think so. Right? I don't think so at all. Because there's no way to, pres- there's, you know, looking at what salt is good for as a preservative or as, you know, a seasoning. Yeah. By the way, you know, because there's a lot of times where you have to season the words that you say, yeah, so that it's not and and when I say not offensive, the gospel is offensive first of all, and and but what I'm saying is uh, for us to season our words that we use to spread the gospel with, so that people will see what our works are through the gospel, okay, but also to to 
to want to know more about it. Okay. Um, I mean, that makes sense, right? Right. It's um, like I, I understand the parables, but sometimes I'm like, do I really understand it? Yeah. You know, yeah. what is he really trying to teach? What, what's and you, the really, and yeah. You, you know, you're trying to look back at kind of what was happening in that time and the culture. And mm-hmm. you got to really understand those things, understand what Jesus is, is trying to teach you. Right. 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 And, and, you know, that salt, right, where it says, you know, but if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Right. And and I look at that and I think, well, the only way that I make sure that I don't lose my saltiness, if I if I try to picture it, right, would be to stay close to the ocean. Mm-hmm. Right. And God, right, Christ is that ocean that renews the saltiness. Right. Right. So for me to be completely restored, mm-hmm. I need him. True. Yeah. That's how like how do I how do I make sure I don't lose my saltiness? Like I'm like he says, you are the salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. So how do I make sure I don't lose that? Well, You've got to stay close. I got to stay close. Mm-hmm. I got to stay close to the sea where right. the salt comes from. Right. The point the of source. origin. Right. The source. Yeah. And that's Christ is the source. He's the point yeah. of origin, right? Right. Right. So let's let's talk about the light of the world. Okay. It says, you are a light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. How are we the light of the world? I think how we live, right? That okay. we, that to, to the, the light of the world is, is, so when I say how we live, I mean that, that we exemplify Christ. We elevate Christ. We, we show a standard maybe, like this is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm to help people see Christ through us. Okay, so let me ask you this. In John 14 where Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the light. Yeah. Does that equate us to Christ at that point? Mm. If we're the light of the world? I think if we're in Christ. Does it equate us to Christ? I don't. I don't. I don't does it make us I equal mean, to Christ? No. Exactly. No, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. So could it be twisted, though, to a false narrative at that point? I think some um, religions may claim that. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I agree. Um, But we're not equal to Christ. No. You know, like at the end of the day, there there was one perfect that walked the earth. I ain't him. And it ain't me. Yeah, exactly. Period. Right. There's no way to dispute that. So as the light of the world, does that... Because Christ emanates through us, is that how we can be the light of the world? Well, I think so, because he emanates through us, right? So that right. we're trying to show people the love of Christ through through us, because, you know, that that's the whole go and make disciples, right? Mm-hmm. Teach them everything that I've commanded and, and you know, baptize them in the name of the Father, awesome. the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit, right? Right. And, and so the only way to do that is for them to see Christ through us, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, I think we are the light. But we're not equal, right? But but they have to see it somewhere. Why not through us? 
Well, that's what he meant, though. Right. His whole three years he spent preparing people to show him through them. Yes. Right? Exactly. That's why on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. Uh Right? Right. To see God and Christ, the Trinity, through our lives, Mm -hmm. through how we are, how we treat people. Right. That's how we're the light. Right. Uh, We were... um, Have you ever seen like in a movie or, you know, a television show or or maybe even when you went to Belize, how you come across, um, you you come across either land or sea in your travel and you see that light up there that's at the highest point is the most visible light over all the rest of the city. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and so if we ourselves are that light and being the only truth, being the ultimate truth living in us. Yeah. If we are at the highest point for everyone to see, to glean from, to 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 uh, as we're making disciples. Yeah. Why not be on top of a hill somewhere? So that everybody would go, there it is. I'm headed that way. Not that I'm that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I have the truth living inside me. Yeah, but do we? You know, we don't really mean a physical hill, right? No, 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 no. When he's talking about this, it's right spiritually. It's spiritually, right? right? That we're the light, like like a house on top of the hill, right? right? That people can see. So, so what you're saying is accurate. That we need to be, we need to shine so bright. Mm-hmm. The love of Christ that people are like, I want to go there. Right. Right. That's the only way. That- yeah, that's the only way that we can, that we can, <laughs> that, that people would know. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. That's okay. That people would know. Well, not that people would know, but for us to shine so bright and to be in a spot to where people can want to know more of Him. Right. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. This is what I like. Mm. This, this is what I like. If you have the Word of God, and you've and, and the Word of God is in you, yeah, why would you keep it from people? I've never understood it, <clears throat> and, and I think part of it is because you know, it, it relatively speaking, I'm new to Christ, right? Like ten or fifteen years, however long right. it's been now. But at but at fifty. More of my life was away from Christ than with, with Christ, Christ. Yeah. right? Yeah. And and I think, like, I see people, and I'm not trying to be judgmental or sound judgmental, but I see people who have been Christians or they claim to be Christians f- since they were seven years old, mm-hmm. right? My whole life, I grew up in church. I've always followed. I've always this. I've always that. And, and they're like a light under a bowl. Yeah. Right? Right. They ain't going out and helping nobody. Yeah. They're not making disciples. They're not helping the homeless. They're not. So much of Christ's ministry was helping the the less fortunate, mm-hmm. going to the people who nobody else wanted to go to mm-hmm. because the Pharisees said they were bad. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's where his ministry was. And I And I try to understand. I don't get it. I try to. Get, under, I don't get how people can just snuff the flame. Yeah, 
Because that's what I feel like they do. Right? I, I agree. That they're snuffing yeah. the flame. Well, I go to church on Sunday. Well, here's the thing with that. Okay, you're talking about snuffing the flame or putting a light, uh, a light in a lamp and put it under a basket. Yeah. What does fire need? Well, it needs oxygen. Oxygen, exactly. Yeah. So if you suppress the oxygen that's, that, that is coming to the fire, and it's talking about lighting a lamp, you know, it's not like they had, you know, Thomas Edison's light bulbs back then, but if if you suppress that fire yeah. by putting it under a basket and and choke it from, from oxygen, it's going to go out. Well, absolutely it's going to go out. And so the same thing goes in our life. Yeah. If if we suppress and keep out of the word. Yeah. Or we keep from uh growing in our faith. Yeah. The, it's going to our faith's going to die. Yeah. What did the ESV said put it in a put it where do they put it? Uh <clears throat> nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it gives light to all in the house. Yeah. Under about the NIV says under a bowl. Yeah. Right. Which is the same thing. Right? Same Basketball. thing. Basketball. Yeah. It, but I but I love that illustration because you're right. Mm-hmm. If you cover it, mm-hmm. it's simple, right? Anybody listening, get a get a lighter, you know, light a candle, put a jar over it, see how long the candle. It ain't gonna last long. Right. It's gonna go out. Yep. That's why a lot of you know like big apartment buildings or uh, computer data centers, if there's a fire, it sucks all the oxygen out. Right. 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 They do it on purpose because they know if there's no oxygen, the fire dies. Right. And you got like 18 seconds to get out of that. <laughs> or you're going to die, <laughs> too, because there's it. no oxygen. Right? right. Don't try to put it out. Get out of the room. Right. Yeah. So in in realizing that the the light inside us needs oxygen to breathe and yeah. that oxygen comes from the Word of God. Yeah. Why do people – why do you think – People will um, claim a salvation and be, you know, come first right out of the box after a conversion to Christ on fire, and then all of a sudden just kind of fade back into obscurity. Because it's not convenient. Okay. It is not convenient to have that light shining all the time. Right. It is not convenient to actually do and follow the commandments of Christ. Right. Right? I know it sounds maybe harsh, but it's the truth. That's that's true. Right? That's true. It is not convenient to follow the Great Commission. Right. Right? It's really convenient to say, I pay my tithing and I go to church on Sunday. Not, yeah. But I don't want to put in any extra effort. No, I don't have to. That's why. Right. I, that's what the pastor is supposed to do. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson is a perfect example of this. Right? Dwayne, the Rock. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and and he's cut and sculpted, and you know he looks like he's about. He does. He's probably not any heavier than he was ten years ago, but he right. looks more sculpted, That's more right. toned. Right. right? Why is that? Because he puts in the work. He puts in the work, right? He puts in eighteen thousand calories a day, or whatever, however many carbs he has to right. eat a day, right? Right. And he keeps working at it. He keeps. He keeps. He, he stays in the gym. He keeps his his diet right. He keeps us. We need to do the exact same thing. Yeah. We need to keep working. We need to keep our spiritual diet correct. Yeah. We need to keep our spiritual work workouts in in order so that our growth that 10 years from now when you're 60 
you'll look back and go, you know what? I've 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 almost got as much time with Christ as I had without Him. Now, Absolutely. look look at the difference now in where I am as to where I was. Not yeah. to pat yourself on the back. Yeah. But yeah. spiritually, seeing the results of that walk and putting in that work and, 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 and making sure that you're feeding that fire yeah. so that that light on the hill is seen day after day after day after day after night after night after night yeah. so that people will go, I want what Rick's got. I want yeah. what Batman's got. I, I want those things. You know, the crazy thing about it is we started today and we didn't know which parable we were talking about. No. But now that I'm really thinking about this salt and light, our word this morning was obedience. Yes. Yep. Right? Yep. And the do part of our, you know, it's the whole build thing. And, and yeah. you know, if you guys ever want to know, just send us an email and we'll tell you what we're studying. Yeah, we'll tell you exactly. But Every Friday morning at 630. Yeah, it's early too. But, yeah. <laughs> and praise God that Lent is over. Hey, hey, Let me just say that. Okay. Because okay. okay. I did no caffeine for 40 days. How much have you had today? Just two cups of coffee. Really? Yeah. I feel good. Was that was that before was that before Bible study? This no, no, it started that Bible study. Oh, it started that Bible study. <laughs> That's yeah. great. But anyway, um, you know the, the word was obedience. But in the do, it said, "When you hear from God, obey." Obey. How many times, if you think about this salt and light, that that we hear from God or Christians hear from God, so that we can be the light, and we're like, nah, I don't really think that was God. How many times do we hear that and not do it? How often do you think Christians are like, nah, I don't think so, or, or that's just not convenient? I think it's, it, it's, I think it's almost all the time. I mean, I know I do it. I'm not sitting here. I'm not going. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and say that I don't. Like I hear, like, oh, you should go talk to that person. Eh, uh, maybe not because I'm not finished talking to this part. Yeah, yeah, I got what you're saying. Right? But you know, God's saying like that person needs to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Go talk to that person, and you're like. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Let me just finish this thing. But by the time you finish that thing, because you didn't just obey right away, you lost the opportunity to be light. Right. Where God wanted you to go be light. A perfect example. And let me tell you this story, and, and I'm breaking news to you right now while okay. we're doing it too. Okay. Right. So everybody understand, or everybody's heard the story across the country, probably across the world, about the, the uh, Covenant Christian School shooting, yes. right? Yes. yes, yes, yes. About six months ago... Uh, I'd kind of had this little nudge that we needed to start talking about doing a Jericho ride. Okay. And, and we've talked about Christian club unity yep, yep, many times, have. you know, and I think this is a perfect opportunity and, and I'm, um, it was one of those things that was just on one of the back burner planning stages. And then this school shooting happened and God was like, I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, it came to the front of my, my yeah, mind yeah, again, yeah. the forefront of my mind again. So in this, here's a, here's a perfect opportunity for us to to not just um, promote Christian club unity, but also Christian unity as a whole. So m my mindset has gone from this being on the back burner of the planning stages to bringing this up to you guys to, you know, covenant confirmers to sons of God, soldiers for Jesus, you know, yeah, all of the tribe, tribe, yeah. everybody. Right. And, and taking the four major cities in Tennessee and, and like three or four of the major minor cities, you know, Jackson, yeah, yeah. Cleveland area, you know, 
and 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 taking a, a, a complete circle around those cities. Stop at a northern point and pray. Stop at an eastern point and pray. Stop at a southern point and pray. Stop at a western point and pray. And have this, excuse me, I'm sorry, have this going on simultaneously across the state at the same time. Mm, yeah. So if guys in the east take off at, at 10 o'clock, we're taking off at 9 o'clock. Yeah. And have the Christian clubs in the east, say, you know, dictate the route, plan the route. Right. Get everything right. together, right? Right. Guys right here in Middle Tennessee, we'll take we'll handle that. Guys over in the in the west side of the state, they'll handle that. You know, yeah. but we all do it at the same time. Yeah. And and we, we, we plan so that whatever that first stop is, everybody stops at the same time. Yeah, and prays at the same time. And prays at the same time. But now more than ever is is a time for us to show that we are that light on the hill. Yeah. That our our city needs to know. When I say city, I'm talking about the middle part of Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Nashville, Murfreesboro. You know, yeah. needs to know that we as Christians, unified Christian bikers, yeah, you know, are 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 willing to ride around the outskirts of the city to stop and pray in unity mm. with other guys in other areas at the exact same time yeah to, to to be that light on a hill to show yeah we care we want better for our country and and we want people to know the light of Jesus yeah look you know bikers of Christ is in <laughs> like look, I, I, you know, I know we're in we're gonna we you just you let us know what we got to do and we're in but it's important the the light that's the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And, and so I, I kept getting this nudge of now, now then, you know, it's time to move this thing along. Yeah. So that the unity can be there. And it's not just because it's a bunch of tough guys riding Harleys around the outside of the city going, we're going to pray now. That has nothing to do with that. This has everything to do with a bunch of guys on Harleys that are unified for the body of Christ, for the kingdom of God to be furthered, and for prayer to be exemplified throughout the city. Yeah. And look, I know that, that you know in the media there's a bunch of liberals who are making comments recently, well, you know, I guess the prayer didn't work type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Let me tell. Let me just tell you, prayer works. Oh yeah. I don't care what any liberal says. They say that today because it doesn't fit their agenda. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Right. I'm not here to, to. There's no. I have no agenda. Right. Right. I know you don't have an agenda. No, I have no. Agenda. You know my agenda is God. Well, just, my agenda is to glorify God. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't care if anybody knows my name. I don't know. Right. It's all no. about God, right? No. When we started this podcast, we said if one person came to Christ. Yeah. That's all that mattered. That's all that mattered. Right? And uh, I know that that has happened, mm-hmm. right, as a result of, of these conversations. And, you know, that's a big deal. It is. Praise God. Right? That we can be that light in somebody's life. Sure. Exactly. And and being that light in somebody else's life so that they can be a light in somebody else's life. That's right. You know, it, and and it's cheesy, it's a it's a it's a it's a church camp cheesy song of, 
you know, pass it on. It only takes a spark. That's you right. Know, you know right, that. Right. So the the thing about it is, if somebody sees us as that light on the hill, that city on the hill, and and being a city on the hill is a body unified. Yeah. And and a Christian body unified, shining the light of Christ, is only going to get brighter. Yeah. Because others are going to come to it. That's right. I think it's important to also mention that just because we may be the light doesn't mean we're without fault. It, yep. Right. Let's just. Right. I'm not. Because I feel like because I feel like a lot of people are like, well, who wants to be like that Christian? I mean, that dude sins all the time. Yeah. Well, look, I know I do. Yeah, I know. Here's the difference, though. Right. I know I can get forgiveness, and I am forgiven. That's right. You don't have a clue. That's right. Because you don't know Jesus. That's right. And I'm trying to be better every day. Right. Right? It's like, you know, we, you've, we've both said it numerous times. Tomorrow I'm going to be 1%, 1% better. better than I was today. Yep. Right? yep. But, you know, 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% type of thing, right? And, right. And it's just... It's an ever-evolving process. We will never be perfect. No. Right? We never can live up to, to Christ. Yeah, the perfection of Christ ever. Right? But the, the beauty of that is he doesn't ask us to. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you're listening, don't hold other Christians accountable to an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation you have set in your mind. Yep, yep. Don't use that as your excuse. Right. Not right. to come to Christ, right? And and because it's nothing more than an excuse. Well, and and along those same lines, you were saying Jesus never asked us to be perfect. God never asked to be perfect. He asked us to be holy. Yeah. You know, and and in that, in that difference in perfection and holiness means the realization of what forgiveness means in our lives. Amen. Yeah. And and if you can't. If you struggle with, well, I don't want to come to Christ because I can't live up to that expectation. Yeah. I, the expectation on my life is so that you can understand what that forgiveness is. Yeah. And if I'm not living up to that expectation, then I'm not truly following the Great Commission. That's right. I'm not discipling. And, and I would say... um if you feel like you can't live up to an expectation, it's the expectation you set. Mm-hmm. It's not the expectation God set. Right. You've set that. You've set, yeah. Right. I used to believe I couldn't go to church because I didn't own a suit. Yeah. Right. You know, for many years I smoked and I chewed and I did a bunch of stuff I shouldn't do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I used to believe I can't go to church because I smoke. I smell like cigarettes. <laughs> I can't go to church. Right. Wow. Because that's just, that's what I thought. Right. I can never be good enough to walk in the doors. Yeah. You know, they still have smoking sections in Kentucky. I know they do. I'm just I, <laughs> I've been to some restaurants recently in Kentucky that you can still smoke. Yeah. In. But, but you see, but, but that's what I mean, right? I was holding myself to an expectation that I set. Yes. Not that God set. Right. Right. And, and the difference in our expectations yeah. on ourselves and God's expectations on us are two totally con- two totally separate things, completely uh, separate. Absolutely. And, and if I relied on my expectations, I could never be the light. I never would be. But if I rely on God, I can be the light to somebody else. Exactly. And even if it's just one person. That's right. One person. It's all that matters. That is. 
Man, it's been a great conversation. It has. It has. I wasn't sure where I was going to go because it's kind of a short parable, right? It is. It's three verses. Three verses. Yeah, but it's powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. So, hey, everybody, we want to remind you that we are, uh, this podcast, the Nomad Pastor Podcast, is on every single podcast platform, and we're on YouTube if you want to see our ugly faces. Yeah. And if I don't, you, I mean, if you want to see it, it's okay, but I, I don't know. It's rough. It's rough. <laughs> I hey, heard a couple people say it's like yeah. a couple old dudes with gray beards, right? Yeah, a couple dudes with old beards. Yeah, old dudes. That's what he said. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, hey, uh, if you have a, a question for us or if you have a, uh, a podcast request, send us an email to hello at nomadpastor.org. And until then, always remember, love God. And love people.